Dear friends, dear friends of peace, I am so glad that all of you have gathered here today. And I know that many thousands are also following our rally on various live streams. I think today you can tell how many we are. From now on, we will raise our voice so loudly that it cannot be ignored. Because, dear friends, we are not only many, we are now beginning to organize. Because Germany, at last, needs a really strong peace movement again. You've all been following what happened when Alice Schwarzer and I, together with 69 first signatories, published our Manifesto for Peace. A veritable hysteria erupted in parts of the public German politics and media. Of what we have been accused of, us and thus also, of course, the more than 600,000 signatories of our manifesto, that we must be cynical, unprincipled, amoral, Putin's henchmen, possibly even paid by Putin. And yet people have not been discouraged. They have signed our manifesto. Every day there are more and more who sign the manifesto. And I have to say once again, this is wonderful of all of you. A heartfelt thank you. I mean, the campaign against us, it culminated with their attempt to place us near the extreme right. That shows how sick the discussion in Germany has become. Since when is the call for peace, the call for diplomacy and negotiations, right-wing? And warmongering is then probably left-wing. It seems that some people have completely lost their political compass. And I repeat in all clarity, just to deter all of those who want to disseminate this everywhere again, as it actually goes without saying, but I say it again anyway. Of course, neo-Nazis and Reichsbürger, who are in the tradition of regimes that are responsible for the worst world wars in human history, have no place at our peace rally. But that goes without saying, I thought. But I also believe that everyone who honestly wants to demonstrate with us for peace and negotiations is welcome here. And there should not be such a foolish debate. It annoys me at what level discussions are held in Germany in the meantime. It is really unutterable. And I think I would like to say that again, 
If we are already talking about openness towards the right, that is a term that has been used quite frequently in the run-up to the demonstration. If we are already talking about that, then the warmongers ought to take a good look at themselves, people who have no shame in associating themselves with others who worship real Nazis. I'm thinking, for example, of the former ruffian, ambassador and deputy foreign minister of Ukraine, Mr. Melnyk. He makes no secret of it at all. Melnyk and other leaders of that country do not hide the fact that they consider, for example, Nazi collaborator Stephen Bandera a national hero. And I remind you, Bandera, the anti-Semite, is partly responsible for the murder of thousands of Jews, Poles, and Russians. And this man is worshipped by Melnyk and others. And our warmongers are associating with them and telling us something about Crossfront and Roy Schaffenheit. What kind of mendacious debate is this? I would like to express this clearly once again. But the hysterical roar in parts of politics and the media also shows, of course, they are really afraid of us. They are afraid of a new peace movement. And in my opinion, they have good reason to be. They're afraid that they will no longer be able to continue their policy without further ado. And I say to you, yes, that's exactly why we're here. So that you can't continue this policy. So there you go. If you're afraid, that's a compliment to us all. There's a lot at stake. It certainly amounts to a lot. It's about ending the terrible suffering and dying in Ukraine, for one thing. It's about making Russia an offer to negotiate, rather than ammunitioning an endless war of attrition with more and more new weapons. I mean, you have to imagine this. The White House, Joe Biden, has contracted with arms companies for many years, contracted for many years that they would supply Ukraine with weapons. For many years, the war machine is to be ammunitioned so that it does not run out of weapons. What kind of insane and cynical policy is that? And then they pretend that this is solidarity with Ukraine. What kind of a lie is that? This is not solidarity, it's the exact opposite. Because solidarity, that is perfectly clear. Solidarity would be doing everything to stop the dying. Solidarity means saving lives, not destroying lives. Solidarity means working for peace and not for war. And for doing so, you don't need tanks. It takes diplomacy, negotiation, and a willingness to compromise on both sides. That's what you need. That's being solidary. And yes, of course I'm saying that too. Of course this appeal also extends to the Russian president. Of course Putin has to be ready for negotiations and compromises too. 
Ukraine should not become a Russian protectorate. But after all the reports about the peace negotiations in spring, and at that time, the then-Israeli Prime Minister Bennett had been involved, as well as the Turkish government. After all the reports about the negotiations back then, one has to say, obviously, the negotiations did not fail because of the Russians. And that's also part of the truth, I think. Now it's about stopping the dying in Ukraine, but it's also about more. That has already been mentioned here. It's also about eliminating the risk of this war spreading to all of Europe, possibly the whole world, this risk, and it's a very great risk. We've all seen that the impact of a Ukrainian missile in Poland at that time, which was initially presented as a Russian missile, led in fact the first madman to demand that Article 5 of the NATO treaty should be applied. And we all know about the possibility of a Russian missile, even accidentally, striking beyond Ukraine. And what happens then? Do we then have to apply Article 5? Do we then have a world war? In other words, with every day that this war is prolonged, and with every additional lethal weapon that we deliver into this powder keg, the danger of a major war grows throughout Europe, and possibly throughout the world. We must put an end to this at all costs. We are standing here today against this, because this is an irresponsible development that urgently requires an end. And we're then told this is all Putin propaganda. No, my friends. Even the UN Secretary General Guterres has recently warned very clearly that the world is about to enter into a great war with eyes wide open. Is Guterres also a Putin propagandist? Good God, how can one close one's eyes like that? How can one be so inebriated with war that one does not recognize this danger? It's real madness to take such a stand. Or maybe some think, oh, we have to accept this danger heroically because we're fighting for the good and on the right side of history. And to those who say that, I would like to reply clearly, no. Anyone who accepts the danger of a nuclear inferno is not on the right side of history. And anyone who does not do everything in his power to avert the danger of such an escalation is not fighting for the good, but is irresponsible. The nuclear war clock is currently at 90 seconds to 12. The scientists who are in charge of this clock have recently set it forward again. Doesn't the federal government care about that at all? Never before, not even during the Cold War, has the world been so close to the threshold of a nuclear inferno. 
And that is also why we are here today. Because this cannot continue. That nuclear clock has to go back, for God's sake. It has to get further away from 12 o'clock, not closer and closer to it. I still remember my childhood and youth quite well. These were the 80s of the 20th century. It was a time when rocket deployments in Germany were being discussed, and Star Wars programs were being discussed all over the world. I grew up with the fear of great war, with the fear of a mushroom cloud over Berlin, and I can still remember how grateful I was with Mikhail Gorbachev. A new era began. Als dann mit Mikhail Gorbatschow eine neue Zeit begann, eine Zeit der Abrüstungsgespräche. A time of disarmament talks and disarmament treaties, and that was a time when one had the feeling, yes, this is the beginning of a new era, an era of disarmament, cooperation, and common security. Und der gemeinsamen Sicherheit. I admit, I had almost forgotten over the years what it felt like to be afraid of war. Today, I remember. Today, 30 years after Gorbachev, Putin has just put on hold the last disarmament treaty still in force, the START treaty. This was done after the U.S. had canceled the ABM treaty, the INF treaty, and the Open Sky Treaty. Today, no one talks about disarmament anymore. Instead, we're now modernizing our nuclear arsenals and arming ourselves for all we're worth. Today, politicians of our country, which owes its reunification to Gorbachev, intend to ruin Russia. German battle tanks are to shoot at Russian soldiers again. And at least Melnyk is certain that fighter jets will soon be delivered as well. Dear friends, we have to stop this madness. That is why we're here today. Dear friends, we live in an Orwellian world. What kind of stories are we being told? Tanks create peace, weapons save lives, and Ukrainian oligarch capitalism, which is just as corrupt as Russian capitalism, is supposedly fighting for our freedom and democracy. Even George Orwell knew that if everyone believed the lies that were spread, then the lies would go down in history and become the truth. And that's why we state clearly we don't believe your lies anymore. We know that weapons kill and tanks are for waging war. We also know that our freedom will not be defended in Ukraine, just as it was not defended in the Hindu Kush before. 
Und es geht auch nicht um hehre Werte in diesem Krieg. And this war is not about noble values either. It's about NATO and the scope of the American zone of influence. And for that reason, we're gathered here so that the senseless dying can be stopped. And we're also here because we do not feel represented by the German government. Wir fühlen uns nicht vertreten. We do not feel represented by a green foreign minister. Von einer grünen Außenministerin. By a green foreign minister who's stomping around the international arena like a bull in a china store. Das internationale Paket trampelt und ihre öffentlichen Äußerungen so wenig im Griff hat. And has so little control over her public statements that she accidentally declares war on Russia. No, we don't feel represented by Ms. Baerbauch. Und wir fühlen uns auch nicht vertreten von Panzer Tony. And we don't feel represented by Panzer Tony and all the green gun freaks, giving the impression that they would sooner rather than later take on Russia themselves in a loaded leopard tank. What kind of debate is this? Petra Kelly would look away in disgust from that party. That has to be stated clearly here. And dear friends, we don't feel represented by an arms lobbyist like Strack Zimmerman. Der die Geschäftsbilanz who obviously cares more about the business balance sheet of Rheinmetall and Co. than the fate of the people in Ukraine, or even world peace. No, we do not feel represented by this woman and by an FDP, where all other Strax Zimmermans set the tone. Aber wir fühlen uns auch nicht vertreten. But we also don't feel represented by a chancellor who, while always hesitating at first and promoting prudence and caution, nevertheless regularly buckles before the war hawks in his coalition and crosses one red line after the next. No, Mr. Schultz, we don't feel represented by you either. Because that represents fatal politics. Wir wollen nicht. Wir wollen nicht. Das mit deutschen Panzern. We do not want German tanks to shoot at the great-grandchildren of those Russian women and men whose great-grandparents were actually murdered by the Wehrmacht. In a bestial way by the millions. We don't want their great-grandchildren to be shot at again with German weapons. Which is another reason why we came together. Because it really is completely oblivious of history. Do they not even remember what German history once was? Excuse me, we have an emergency operation here. Please make room for him to pass. This is very important, I would just like to say in between. And we, dear friends, we also don't want, that's another reason why we are here, that Germany allows itself to be dragged further and further into this war, until the war potentially arrives here. We don't want that. We certainly don't want that. 
And that's what we're fighting against. And that's why we're here in such large numbers. No, stop it. No more war. Wir halten es. Wir halten es mit der großen pazifistischen Schriftstellerin Bertha von Suttner. We stick to the opinion of the great pacifist writer Bertha von Suttner, who once wrote, It will not occur to any sensible person to want to wipe away ink stains with ink, oil stains with oil. Only blood that shall always be washed away with blood. No, dear friends, we do not want that. Let us stop the bloodshed. We stand up for peace and against war. We are here, and we will not disappear. Today, we give the starting signal for a new, strong peace movement in Germany. Thank you very much.